Welcome back folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Classic Radio Series. I'm so thrilled you tuned in and are joining me again. I sure do hope that you have already subscribed to my podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. You can also visit my website geezergus.com as well. In today's classic episode, we make another visit to the popular Bob Hope Radio Show Series. Bob's guest today is Peter Laurie. The Pepsodent show starring Bob Hope premiered in 1938 over the stations of the National Broadcasting Company. Hope was the star of the program with Jerry Colonna as Hope's sidekick. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At CritterCaper.com you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. If you're an animal lover, then you'll want to visit CritterCaper.com. Start watching all the great, fun short clips of pets and animals. It's addicting too. Now, enjoy this classic radio show episode with Bob Hope and Peter Laurie. Don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com. Thanks a million. Tonight on behalf of the North Hollywood Building Fund for the YM and YWCA, Lieber Brothers Company presents the Pepsodent Show, starring Bob Hope and his special guest, Peter Laurie. <laughs> Thank you, relatives. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob broadcasting from North Hollywood, California for the YMCA's Building Fund Hope, telling you whether you're an office boy or a vice president, to use Pepsodent, you won't have any trouble getting dated because your teeth will be well-mated, they'll never be gold-plated, shaded, or like me and get faded. <laughs> well, we're broadcasting, we're broadcasting tonight from North Hollywood. It's called North Hollywood because it's six miles east of Hollywood. I'm an old North Hollywood resident. I moved here eight years ago when I was ordered out of Beverly Hills for pouring acid on Dottie Lamour's safety pin. <laughs> and I had a big reception when I returned to my neighborhood. I was met by a 30-piece brass band. Well, not exactly 30 pieces, 15. Well, not exactly 15 pieces. It was more like six. Well, not exactly a brass band. Two guys were fixing the sewers and banging the pipes. But I love it here. North Hollywood is my home. Ah, home. Be it ever so humble, it's eight to five. The Bank of America owns it. <laughs> I live right next to the Lakeside Golf Course. It's very confusing being so close to the links. Just this morning, I thought I was eating an egg until I turned it over and saw Spalding stamped on it. <laughs> I'll take a box of Greenland. And a lot of movie stars live in North Hollywood. On a moonlight night, you can see Peter Laurie standing in front of the lake, howling at his reflection. And the big stars in Hollywood don't like to be bothered, so they put a fence around my house. And Sinatra... <laughs> Sinatra lives here and loves it. Why, he's so sentimental, he says every time he returns, a throat comes up in his lump. <laughs> I can see him exercising every morning. He does push-ups until he finally stands up. <laughs> and he's helping with the YMCA drive. He strolled down Lancashire Boulevard without a shirt this morning. And 3,000 people signed up for the gym class. <laughs> Betty, Betty Grable moved next door to me last month. For two weeks, I complained about the noise her dog was making. Then I found out it was my echo. <laughs> but we're doing this show to aid the Y building fund. When I was young, I belonged to the Y, and I used to beat up all the other kids. First, when I got a little older, they made me join the YMCA. <laughs> 
When I was a kid, I used to be so weak, I had to blow up my bubble gum with a bicycle pump. <laughs> Picture that. You threw with it? So am I. Anyway. And I weighed so little when I played with my yo-yo, the yo-yo would stand still and I would go up and down. I was strong. You've seen that huge arm holding the hammer on a box of bicarbonate? Well, I posed for the third fizz on the Alka-Seltzer bottle. But I wanted to help out with the publicity for this show, so I posed in a gym suit in front of the wives. Two old ladies were standing in the crowd, and one looked at my muscles, and she turned to the other and said, Isn't California wonderful, Agnes? In two more months, those avocados will be ripe. time you try the new improved tested and toothpaste, something wonderful happens to you. Your teeth look for fine work on two previous shows of the this season. We made a special effort to bring back the Lilton Miss Martha Tilton, ladies and gentlemen. Do you love me just as much as ever? Do you dream about me night and day? Do you want each kiss to last forever? Tell me what I love to hear you say. Do you miss me just as much as ever? Do you need me more than words can say? Do you hope I'll pass? Will never sever when you stop me that awaken well. assisted by Desi Arnaz and his Banana Boat Symphony. And the number, <laughs> Do You Love Me Just As Much As Ever, dedicated to Crosby and his wallet. That was very nice. <laughs> well, thank you, Bob. Martha, I'd like to get some advice to help Desi Arnaz. What do you do for your voice? Oh, Bob, all singers take good care of their voices. They spray their throats and that sort of thing. Oh, well, Desi tried that. The chili got through all right, but the beans always clogged up his atomizer. <laughs> well, thank you, Martha Tillman. <laughs> well, Miss Vera Bay. Miss 
is very vague. The society hostess of Griffith Park. Well, now, Mr. Hope, make your question, Mark. Just a second. You know, Miss Vague, you know, we're broadcasting from my own neighborhood tonight. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell. The audience looks relatively the same. Well, naturally, <laughs> same relatives. But my neighbors... <laughs> Neighbors really cooked up a fine reception for me, didn't they? Do you see all those welcome home signs? Uh, uh, you read them wrong, Mr. Hope. They said, welcome ham. <laughs> I stopped that, Stop that. You saw all my friends when they came backstage to say hello and slap me on the back. To slap you on the back? That's right. <laughs> Quite a few midgets among them, weren't there? <laughs> You're getting real frisky since the new crop of alfalfa came in, aren't you, huh? <laughs> well, what have you been doing here, Miss Vague? Uh, well, all the big movie stars who live here in North Hollywood have invited me to a housewarming. Oh, that's funny. They didn't invite me. Well, don't worry about it, Mr. Hope. You'll be there. We're setting fire to your house. <laughs> I'll bring that egg along and you can fry it. So you've met some of the actors who live here, Miss Vague. Oh, yes. And you know, the minute they saw me, they went wild. Perfectly wild. <laughs> What is it that I've got that fascinates men? <laughs> I don't know, Miss Vague, but whatever it is, you've only got it in the trial size. <laughs> oh, you antiquated almond head, yeah. <laughs> How can your mouth be so lippy when your brain has been suspended for a year? I just heard that you've been made editor of Woman's Magazine for this month. Oh, yeah, that's true, Miss Vague. Thank you. You know, they decided for this month's editor they'd like to step out of their own sex. Uh, gracious, they must have stumbled. <laughs> know about women, Mr. Hope? Well, my mother was a woman. <laughs> yes, poor thing, and I'll bet she expected a baby. <laughs> for the Y Recreational Building Fund, Miss Vague. Come on, I'll take you over and show you the new Y building. Look, there's the building now. That's the contractor out in front. All right, you men. Let those steel girders into place. Start pouring your cement. Let's get all those planks over here. Start lining up those bricks. Okay, men. Now hammer those boards into place. Get that back to the mix. And start putting those pictures in. What's next? Who knows? This is my first job. <laughs> That's a Kelowna. Where? Kelowna, what, what do you know about building anyway? Plenty, Hope. Once I build a whole factory out of spaghetti. You build a whole factory out of spaghetti? What did they make in the factory? Meatballs. <laughs> Kelowna, you've got spaghetti and meatballs on your brain. Yes, it saves carrying a lunchbox. <laughs> You've had any construction experience at all? Oh, don't worry. Really, I'm a great mathematical engineer. The best in the world. Now, look, Cologne, if you're such a great mathematical engineer, you can answer this little problem. In a building of 28 stories containing 13 cubic feet in each room below 14 and 14 cubic feet in each room above 13 with 25% masonry, 18% aged lumber, and 57% steel, what would be the stress in cubic pound inches on the number 61 girder? Pardon? <laughs> If you're such a great mathematical engineer, answer this problem. The building of 28 stories. I heard that. Uh, can't you give it to me in apples? 
<laughs> Kelowna, how can you be so stupid? I take shots. <laughs> oh, Professor, I knew you had no knowledge of engineering. Ah, uh, but I do. It's just that my technique on this building is unusual. The kids want to dance, and the dance floor had to be on the top of the building, so I built that first. You built the top floor first? Kelowna, that's not logical. Logical, logical. They're dancing up there now. <laughs> Kelowna, what are these walls made of? Beaver board? Well, how come they're so lumpy? Real beavers. <laughs> well, tell me, Kelowna, do you morons have a third party? That's, that's a silly question for our candidate, right? <laughs> Dad, Hope, it's, it's time for me to go down the block and wash the windows at the YWCA. It's part of my job. Now, wait a minute, Kelowna, that's ridiculous. Why should they make a big contractor like you wash windows on the YWCA? I don't ask questions, I just have fun! <laughs> Before you go, Professor, how about killing us around? Okay, right, right here on the Good Minton Court. Good Minton? Kelowna, it's bad Minton, bad Minton. Please hope some folks like the game, why knock it? <laughs> After all, hope Joe Schlunk, the midget, likes the game. Joe Schlunk, the midget? Who's he? Well, he's the little guy who rides around on Henry Wallace's shoulder. Well, what about it? Every time they get near a microphone, Joe nudges him and says, Go ahead, Hank. Tell him. Kelowna, you're an idiot's dream. Sleep tight. Completed, Professor. Oh, it's all finished now, but I'm having trouble. Well, it looks fine to me. What's wrong? They didn't buy a lot yet. Kelowna, <laughs> that's ridiculous. How could the building stand if it wasn't on a lot? <laughs> I know it and you know it, but the building didn't. <laughs> In my adobe hacienda There's a part of Mexico Cactus lovelier than orchid Blooming in the patio Stars and the strum of guitars make every evening seem so sweet in my adobe hacienda. Life and love are more complete. Cactus lovelier 
music starts to fill the air in my Adobe Hacienda. Life and love are more complete. since you've seen sparkle in your smile. The moment you change to the new improved Pepsodent and toothpaste, you'll see something wonderful happen. Your teeth will shine radiantly bright. Your whole mouth feels tingling clean. For this new Pepsodent with Arium is different from other toothpaste you've tried. You notice first its difference in taste. It has a cleaner, brighter taste that means cleaner, brighter teeth. Next, you feel the difference in the way it cleans. For this new Pepsodent has more Irium, the exclusive cleansing ingredient that Pepsodent alone contains. It gives an abundance of active Irium foam, sweet, dulling film away, brings new brightness to your teeth. Try this new improved Pepsodent toothpaste with Irium. See something wonderful happen to your smile. Remember to listen to next week's show when we'll announce the Chevrolet winners of the sixth and final week's My Favorite Brunette Contest. Dear Miriam, sweet Miriam, now she's using Miriam. Sore thing and smile has a grin and stop. So folks just be like Miriam. Tonight, we have one of Hollywood's outstanding screen menaces. This guy not only steals every scene he plays in, he kills everybody just to make sure. He's sinister, he's ruthless, but he's lovable. Your favorite and mine, Peter Lorre, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Mr. Hope. Why do you call me Mr. Hope? I don't like to get too familiar with my victims. <laughs> Are you trying to frighten a guy who drives through Coenga Pass every day? <laughs> you know, on a flat... You know, Peter, I've always admired the way you commit a crime. Thank you, Bob, and I've always admired your program, too. <laughs> You better be careful, Peter, or I'll tell. You'll tell what? I'll tell Boris Karloff you take hemo. <laughs> please, please, Bob. I don't want people to get the wrong idea of me. You know, all that intrigue and gruesomeness is just a character in a movie. Yeah, then why can't I pay you the regular way? Why do I have to meet you at the graveyard at midnight and throw it over the wall? <laughs> well, I figured it, it would be more convenient. That way you could give Joe Miller his cut at the same time. <laughs> your language, I can always replace you with an iodine label. <laughs> Say, what makes you talk that way? With that voice, you ought to be on mystery programs. This isn't a mystery program? <laughs> it used to be, but the vice president gave up. Tell me, why do you always talk with that low voice that way? 
Why, I was born in a library. <laughs> in fact, I had to stay there for six months. How come? My father lost his card. Really, Bob, I don't understand. Why do I frighten women? I, I think I, I speak quite softly and gently. That's just it, that voice. that's scary. Why do you always whisper like that? I can help it. I, I used to sell butter during the war. Well, tell me, how'd you like working with me and my favorite brunette, Peter? Oh, I liked it very much. I liked you. I, I'm easy to get along with. You know that, Bob. Yeah, you're easy to get along with. You either like someone or they're not there anymore. <laughs> Tell me, Peter, uh, where'd you learn how to throw knives the way you did in Favorite Burnett? Well, you see, Bob, I used to play baseball. Oh, you were a pitcher? Oh, no, no. When the crowd yelled, kill the umpire, I came out and did it. Boy, I bet you were a smash in Brooklyn. Well, that voice you have is wonderful, but you really should be on a program like Inner Sanctum. I'll tell you what. Let's do our version of Inner Sanctum. A little creep music, Desi. <laughs> Here I am driving along a lonely country road. What a rainstorm. The rain is really pouring down. Gee, I'm getting lonesome. I'd sure like to pick somebody up. At this point, I'd even settle for a man. <laughs> Boy, what luck. There's a hitchhiker up ahead. What a weird-looking fellow. He's carrying two pistols, a machine gun, a wire noose, and a blood-stained dagger. I'll pick him up. He'll be protection in case I run into any su- suspicious characters. <laughs> hey, you want a lift, mister? Yes, certainly. What do you think I'm doing... With my thumb in the air, drying nail polish, huh? Well, I'll hop in. Fine. I'll just put my suitcase in the bag. Hey, that's a pretty big suitcase. What do you got in it? I don't know. We weren't introduced. Some night, huh? I like rain. Rain, rain, and more rain. When the skies are dark and there's thunder and lightning and it pours... I feel wonderful. What part of Santa Monica are you from, Bob? Do not toy with me. I I feel very depressed tonight. Oh, well, cheer up. It's a lonely road. Maybe we'll come across a double suicide or a train wreck or something. I'll turn the radio on. Maybe that'll help. Hello, Ben. This is Beatrice Bayfax again with advice for the lovesick. I've got my favorite program. Now, here's a letter from a suffering girl. She says... I'm deeply in love with a boy named Joe. He loves me, too. His parents are willing to let us get married. I'm sure we could be very happy. What should I tell my husband? <laughs> uh, now, here, Joe. Here, here's some helpful hints. I'm sure you'll... Excuse me, Miss Fairfax, but here's a special announcement. All your cars, all your cars, be on the lookout for a mad killer. Remember, this murderer is ruthless, man. He's ruthless. I know, I got Ruth right here. Calling <laughs> car 47, calling car 47. Wipe off your windshield. Somebody is stealing your radiator cap. <laughs> Remember all cars, this murderer has killed 10 people. And when last seen, he had seven guns, five pairs of brass knuckles, and six knives. Approach this man with caution. He may have a mean streak in him. <laughs> If you see him, you know what to do. What? Run! <laughs> oh, so you're the insane killer. 
Yeah, take it easy. Can a man have a hobby? <laughs> Gee, the mad killer. What made you mad? You asked me that. You. You. I'll tell you what drove me mad. It's those jingles. Those favorite brunette jingles. I send in thousands of those jingles. What happened? Nothing. I didn't win a Chevrolet. I didn't win a Frigidaire. I didn't hear anything from anybody. <laughs> Have you got a handkerchief? No. Have you got a handkerchief? No. See, I, I never get anything. Well, that's a shame. Are you sure you abided by the rules of the contest? I send in box tubs about a million times. I even tore off the top of my neighborhood trousers and send it in. Well, don't give up. They still haven't announced the winners for the last week. Yes, but the suspense, it's killing me. I, I can't eat anymore. I can't sleep anymore. You can't sleep? Why don't you try counting sheep? It's no use when I close my eyes and count sheep. They're all driving Chevrolet. <laughs> I can't understand it all. Why oh, send in such wonderful jokes? Listen to this one. My favorite brunette is gone for good. She poked her head over the fence while I was chopping wood. Oh, oh, oh. I'm, am I crowding you? Oh, don't worry about me. I like sitting out here in the fender. Uh-oh. Looks like you're a dead pigeon. There's a roadblock up ahead. Uh-huh. I'd better slow down. Keep going, you fool. Stop! Stop! We got you now, Lori. You're through. Come on, I can't stop. He's got a gun to my head. What'll I do? Want to send you a car? <laughs> you are through, Hope. I'm going to shoot you through your head several times and kill you. No, no, don't. I'll get you a Chevrolet. I'll do anything to get you a Chevrolet. I'll steal one for Madman Munch. Don't do anything. I'll steal one. You'll steal one? Yes, yes. Oh! Peter, why did you shoot me? Because I can't stand a crook. <laughs> We have Gary Sullivan and our good friend Clark Dennis with us. Ladies and gentlemen, we've enjoyed doing this show tonight. And I think every American should thank the YM and YWCA for doing so much for our nation by doing so much for our nation's youngsters. Next Tuesday, we'll be at the Paramount Theater in Amarillo, Texas, on behalf of the Amarillo Boys Ranch. And folks, while we're plugging for today's small fry, the kids who will be tomorrow's big fry, let's get hep to the crisis in our schools. Many of our schools are understaffed and overcrowded, and many of our teachers underpaid and overworked. Good night. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.